This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast. Before we dive into the intro for today's episode, I want to tell you guys about a five-day mini session challenge that is going to be happening next week. The week of February 15th, we will be doing short five to 10 minute episodes every day for five days. By the end of the challenge, you will have your mini sessions planned out for the entire year. We have a special Facebook group for you to join for the challenge, and you can go ahead and access that now at cc.colesclassroom.com backslash challenge. I cannot wait to see you guys in there. So today I am talking to Mandy Liz. She is a personal branding and wedding photographer and brand strategist in Nashville, Tennessee, and she's here to talk to us all about creating content for social media. No Facebook ads or anything like that in this episode, only tried and true ways to engage your audience. Something that I love about this interview is that Mandy gives us her best tips and tricks for generating more engagement on posts. She also tells us how she manages to keep up with posting on social media, which if you are anything like me, it can be hard. Let's dive into this interview with Mandy. Mandy, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here and to chat with you today. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got into photography. Yeah, so my name is Mandy Liz, and I am a full-time photographer, and I started like a lot of people do. It was a hobby for me, and then I suddenly realized it was something I could make money from, and slowly I was able to grow it throughout the years, and I was able to quit my job two years ago, and in that season of you know, starting out as a hobbyist and becoming full-time, I've kind of pivoted into brand photography. So that's kind of my whole thing today is I'm a brand photographer and a digital marketer, and I help female business owners that specifically in the Nashville market just grow their brands and business and show up online in a way that actually generates leads and helps them find clients and grow their business. So it's been a five-year journey, but it's been really fun. And it, this is actually really fun as well because I used to, when I first started photography, I used to like watch Cole's classroom on YouTube. So oh, it's kind of like a fun full circle <laughs> moment as well. Yeah. I, when I f- bought my first camera, I also searched for Cole's classroom and ended up joining as a member and that's where I started. So I, I can, I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah. It's a great resource. Yeah. What did you do before you went full-time into photography? Yeah, so I actually worked at a radio station. I was kind of in the sales department and I helped a lot of the business owners that would buy ads. I'd help them write their ad copy, help them get that scheduled. And then I also did some stuff with social media at the radio station. So um, it's been kind of fun to see how that background and that, you know, I also have a business degree. So it's just fun to see how that background has been able to um, kind of be a foundation for my business and to kind of see how I'm able to use those skills into what I do now as an entrepreneur. Definitely. I love hearing what people did before they got into photography if they didn't start in photography because when I decided to make the switch from, you know, being an elementary school teacher to photography, I was thinking, well, I wasted years of my life doing, you know, being a teacher 
and now I'm doing photography. Like I wasted my years in college and it's so not true because I feel like whatever you do before you get into photography, it really helps. Whatever skills you learned in that previous job can really transfer over to several different areas of, of photography. Oh, absolutely. And I feel even like you have, you're so right in saying that. Cause I felt that way as well. I was like, oh, I wasted a college degree. Like mm-hmm. I spent five years at this job and I'm not using any of it, but it's not true. And I've especially kind of realized that last year as I dove deeper into really niching down into branding and really kind of owning, you know, that part of the industry, I use my background in the PR and the sales and marketing all of that daily now. So I'm like, none of it was wasted. Sometimes it just takes a second to figure out where you're going, but none of it is wasted. Exactly. I love that you say that. It, yeah, it does take a second to, you know, kind of realize, oh, this is actually helping me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, enough of that. We need to get into the to the meat of what we're talking about today. So I feel like showing up on social media can get pushed down our to-do list very easily. Can you kind of tell us how you manage to keep up with posting on social media? Yes. And I want to preface this by saying that I know social media can make people roll their eyes. People don't enjoy it. They think it's a waste of time or it feels overwhelming, all the things. And I totally get that. And I will say, I love social media. I know that it has a lot of things that I don't like about it. I don't like how it can make us compare ourselves or how we're always looking at numbers and all of that. But I use social media to generate leads for my business. And if it wasn't something that was actually bringing in income, I don't know that I would use it. So I think, first of all, you need to start viewing social media differently when you start thinking about how you want to show up online and figure out like what time you want to dedicate to social media. If you start viewing it as a revenue generator and as something that actually brings clients to you, it feels so much easier to put in that effort, put in that time and actually um, come up with a strategy that works for your business. So I'll start with that because I do love social media, but I know that that's not the case for a lot of people. So as far as making social media priority for myself and making sure it doesn't get pushed down at the bottom of my to-do list, um, I really have to be mindful about putting, um, scheduling the time to put into social media. So I have a whole workflow around social media for my business. It's something I do every single week. I actually do two different accounts for my business because I do have one for my wedding photography and one for my brand photography. And I do treat them differently. So the wedding content, I do that one one month at a time. And I just batch create it one month at a time. And I have my virtual assistant that actually helps me with that account. And then the branding content I take on from a weekly Basis. And I do that one. I show up a little bit more authentically on that account. I show up a little bit more in real time. And that one I do week by week. So I think we can kind of talk about, you know, depending on how you approach social media, how you want to use it for your business, you have different options and you can figure out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. I have struggled since the beginning showing up consistently on social media. And I really do think, um, like you said, it you have to figure out what works best for you. It might be that you plan all of your social media posts at the beginning of the month or week by week or finding a virtual assistant to help you. I think that is something that a lot of photographers don't think of, especially when they're first starting out is hiring someone to help with all of that because it can be overwhelming. Yes, absolutely. And I think in reality, you can easily outsource that type of stuff if you have a strategy in place. If you yourself knows what works for your business and you know what approach you take to find clients or to make social media work for you, 
then that's just a framework that you can give to someone else and they can help you implement it. And you can take scheduling off your plate or if like depending on what part of social media you struggle with, if it's actual scheduling or if it's the finding the images or writing the captions, you can find which part is your pain point and outsource that and it, it'll make it so much easier for you. Definitely. Okay. So how do you go about planning your posts? Uh, do you use a content calendar or website? How do you make it feasible? Yeah. So on the actual, like what tools do I use? I use Planoly and that's how I schedule all of my content for both of my accounts. Planoly is just a scheduler that you're able to upload your images and then write your captions and schedule. You can either auto post or post in real time where it will send you a notification. So that is kind of the tool that I use to get everything scheduled for my accounts. But when it actually comes to planning my content calendar and figuring out what I'm going to post, I do use like I have a strategy in place for my business and I use content themes. And if you don't know what that is, it's just when you take, you know, four to six topics that you're able to post about repeatedly that you know that you can talk about repeatedly, that your audience wants to hear about it and that you know that you can create content around those four to six themes. So I kind of use that approach when it comes to actually creating content for my business. And to me, it really helps to just have a visual and to write out those four to six themes and to figure out how you can implement those into your weekly workflow for social media. And I know people say like, oh, if I talk about the same thing over and over again, it's going to be really repetitive or people are going to get annoyed from hearing about this. But the reality is that people need to hear your stuff about, they need to see your content about seven times before they really sticks in and they realize what they're seeing. And the other thing is that Instagram isn't going to show your post to everyone that follows you. So at any given time, only maybe 34% of your followers actually seeing your content and 5% of those are engaging with your content. So keep that in mind. If content themes feel repetitive, it's really just a tool to be able to talk about something confidently and to never run out of content for social media, but it's not going to be overwhelming to your followers. It's not going to be too repetitive and it's not going to be annoying. Definitely. I, I feel like when you're writing those things out, it feels repetitive. But if you think about as you're scrolling Facebook or Instagram, how many times do you see an ad for the same thing? And when do you eventually click on it? It's usually around that seventh time. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it, takes, it takes time for sure. It does. It does. That's how they get you though. That like when you see something over and over, you're finally like, okay, I have to click on it. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> so I totally get that. Yeah, it's going to be the same with um, with your followers. And if you're not sure how to use content themes for your own business, I just want to give a few examples of what that could be. So current content themes look like an about me post or business tips and education. Or if you're a foodie, that can totally be foodie or coffee. That can be a content theme and you can make that work by talking about you know, if you serve business owners, it can be talking about taking other business owners out for coffee or how coffee can be used as a networking tool or whatever. And if you serve non-business clients, like if you serve wedding, the wedding industry or families, then you can talk about how you take your wedding clients on a coffee date to get to know them. Or you can talk about how you want them to enjoy a coffee date before the wedding so that they can be stress-free and, you know, so in love on the day of the wedding and all that stuff. So there's different ways that you can take different themes and make them work for your business. But some examples can be gardening, mom life, travel, client work or experience, anything about your city, your pets, your faith, all of those can be content themes that you can use for your business. I love that. I, I think having content themes makes it so much less stressful to come up with those posts instead of just being like, okay, what's a good caption for this? At least you have some type of theme to go off of. 
Yes. And then one last thing to keep in mind as you're creating your own strategy, I do like to have like a calendar month to glance at as I plan my content. I do have like a social media cheat sheet and I have like a calendar that has the different platforms that I want to show up on. That way I can keep track of how I'm showing up and when I'm posting. But when I'm creating my content, whether you want to batch it for the month or do it on a weekly basis, I like to think of, first of all, what is my monthly theme for that month? So what is really the one big thing I'm trying to promote in my business for that month? So if it's a seasonal thing, you know, for the wedding industry, December and January are big proposal and engagement months. So maybe December and January need to be dedicated to creating a lot of wedding content and wedding education and that type of stuff. But then maybe um, in the summer, you're shifting your messaging to just share a different type of content. So you can kind of look and see what do you have going on every single month in your business and figure out your one theme for that month. That That's something that you're going to talk about repeatedly every single week. And then fill in the gaps with your content themes around your one big promotion. I love that. You make it sound so simple. And I hope that our listeners feel the same way because posting on social media just can be so overwhelming. And like I said at the beginning, it's something that can easily get pushed down your to-do list because it's something that we all kind of just push to the side or put off. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be. It can be something that's just part of your workflow and that feels really easy once you have your framework in place. For sure. What social media platforms do you use the most and why? Yeah. So I personally am a huge fan of Instagram, even though they've been releasing so many changes and updates and it feels like you're trying to pivot and learn them all the time. Um, I really do find great results from Instagram. And I use that personally because it is one that you don't have to have a big following to see a result from that. Um, And I do generate leads from Instagram every week for my business. So that's one that I like to spend a lot of time on creating content you know, but I, I do try to show up in more than one place. So I don't put all of my content energy or all of my time into just Instagram. I have been playing with TikTok and also seeing how I can use my TikTok videos to repurpose them for Instagram and for Pinterest. And I spend some time on Facebook. So I think it's just trying to figure out where is your client showing up? How do they want to receive information when they go to the different social media platforms, why are they going to those platforms? So I go to TikTok for something completely different than when I go to Instagram. So it's just kind of spending the time and the mindset of your client and figure out where do they show up? Where do they want um, to consume content from? And then create the content for that platform. So personally, like I said, I love Instagram. 90% of Instagram users follow business accounts and brands. So they are um, okay with being sold to. They're okay with seeing that type of content. So it's a great place. If you're a photographer, especially, it's a great place to be hanging out. I love that you bring up that we need to think about why our clients, potential clients are using the social media platforms that they're using. Because I feel like a lot of the time we'll say, okay, I have to get a post on here. I have to get a post on here and just kind of post uh, mindlessly instead of really thinking about why are my clients on Instagram? Why are you know my potential clients on Facebook or TikTok? So I love that you bring that up. Yeah. And I think as well, it feels overwhelming to like try to be everywhere. And anytime you look up anything about digital marketing, they're telling you to be everywhere. And yes, there is value in showing up in multiple places. But when you know why your customers are on different platforms, you can take the one content piece. Let's say Instagram is my main place to create content. I can take the content that I created on Instagram 
and go and repurpose it for an, a LinkedIn post, but just change it so that it fits that platform. And I can go and post it to Facebook, but just change it so that it fits that platform. So when, when you decide which, uh, which social accounts you want to use, you can then use that one main content piece and make it fit for multiple accounts in a way that makes sense. And it's not going to feel like a lot of people just post the same thing from Instagram to Facebook and you just like auto post from the Instagram app and that's fine. But then when people see it on Facebook, you might not get as much engagement because it isn't created for Facebook. So when you do it like this, you're able to really create content that actually gets good engagement and that gets a good return because it's created for that platform. Yeah, that makes total sense. So do you have any tips for generating more engagement on your posts? Say, on, since you focus mostly on Instagram, let's talk about on Instagram. Yeah, so there are so many tricks and tips on Instagram and some of them are good and some of them are bad. And I actually want to start with the ones that I don't recommend because it's stuff that I see all the time in the photography industry. And I am guilty of using some of these, you know, quote unquote tricks and they're not good and they're actually hurting your engagement. So let's start with what's actually hurting you and then we can give the solutions for how to fix it. So first of all, things that don't work are using bots to engage with other accounts or using bots in general to leave comments or to like post. Joining follow trains or follow loops, which we see those all the time in different Facebook groups. They'll say, can you follow my account? I like, I'm so close to getting a thousand followers. Please go follow. I'll follow you back. And that doesn't work because you're literally telling the Instagram algorithm who you want to follow and what type of accounts you want to see more of. And in our industry, that tends to be other photographers. And it's not that you don't want to follow other photographers, but you don't want your entire feed and algorithm to be other photographers. We want it to be clients. So um, follow trains and follow loops aren't going to be beneficial to us. And then comment pods. Comment pods, pods are when people kind of put a group together of 10 to 15 accounts. And every time you post something, you'll go and leave a group message and say, hey, I just posted. And everyone goes and comments on that post to try to boost it in the algorithm. And again, the reason this doesn't work is because on the outside, it might look like it's beneficial. Our numbers are going up. But again, we're telling the algorithm that our content is made for those types of accounts. And again, typically these are industry specific, so they're other photographers. So these are things that while it might help your numbers go up and it might make it feel like your engagement is growing, you're actually not getting engagement from the right accounts. So what you want to do when you post on Instagram is first of all, just you need to show up. So you post and then you sit around for about 15 minutes and actually go and engage with people that you want to work with. This can be through hashtags. So the different hashtags that you're using on your own Instagram post, you can go and open some of those and just leave co comments on the most recent posts under those hashtags. It can be through the search bar. And just if you're a wedding photographer, you might go and look for people that are recently engaged in your city. You can look through proposals and stuff like that and just leave some comments saying congratulations or whatever. Or it might be leaving comments on different vendors Again, if we're thinking specifically of the wedding industry, it can be leaving comments on wedding planners and wedding florists and caterers and venues and go and leaving comments on their content too, just to support them and to, to support them and to keep you front of mind for them. So the first thing is just to stick around for about 15 minutes and to set that time aside every time you post so that you can actually engage. And then the other thing is to follow the right accounts. When you start following the right accounts and you're not just doing like follow loops or trains, then you're going to be in front of the right people. And you're going to, the algorithm is also going to share your content to the right people. So every now and then I like to just set aside some time and find like 10 to 15 dream accounts. These are people that I would love to work with 
it might not happen. They might not be in my city, but I just want to go follow them. I want to start engaging with them and seeing who engages with them and what type of content they create and what type of content they consume and just start following the right accounts. And that'll also help you get in front of the right people. Definitely. I love that you talk about that because, you know, we talk about finding our dream client all the time. And I feel like it's something that's really easy to talk about, but not a lot of people actually put anything into action with it. So doing that where you're following those accounts that, you know, might bring you business is a, is a great idea. Yeah. And I have a little hack for you. Um, this is just a little <laughs> tip. And I do this. I used to have a spreadsheet of accounts that I would go and engage with. But on the Instagram app, you can actually just save a post from an account and just put them in a saved folder and just call it like dream customers or dream clients. And whenever you have time, if you're like maybe in an Uber driving somewhere and you're just like killing time or, you know, you, if you're on a walk or on a treadmill, whatever, you can just pull up that saved folder and go and engage with the latest posts on those accounts and just makes it super easy. You don't have to open a spreadsheet. You don't have to have a Trello board. You all have it. You have it right there on the Instagram app and you can engage anytime you have a free minute. I love that idea. I love having categories uh, for all of my saved content on Instagram. I'm definitely going to be adding that into it. (laughs) Yes. I'm so glad. So being a branding photographer, can you tell us why it is important to show up on our own feed? Yes, absolutely. So I obviously am a huge fan of building your brand. That's honestly the thing that's going to help you to stand out. Um, If you're in a saturated market, everyone feels like they're in a saturated market. But if you are in one, that is going to be the number one way to stand out and to have people you know, it's not just going to be a price comparison at that point. They're really invested and working with you because of who you are. And that's when people are willing to pay more. They're willing to travel to work with you. They're willing to fly you out to work with them. So building a brand is just a way to grow that know, like, and trust factor. So when you're showing up on your own feed, you're going to connect with people easier. You're not going to be just fighting all these other accounts and you're not going to be just another post under a hashtag because you're going to have a loyal following. And it doesn't have to be a big following. I think people get so hung up on numbers, but I would rather have 10 really loyal followers than have 10,000 people that never buy from me, never open an email from me, never sign up for anything that I sell. So you don't have to have big numbers to see big results on Instagram. Definitely. So I know that you have some um, freebies that we kind of talked about before. Can you tell us more about those? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a social media cheat sheet and it's basically a free guide that has nine Instagram post ideas for you. So nine different things that you can easily post about if you are feeling stuck today. And then it also has my content and strategy that I use for Instagram. And it literally maps out how you can create the same strategy for yourself. So it tells you kind of how you can create your content themes. And then it makes you go one step further to really think about how your content themes can kind of tie in together. So you literally will always know what to post. You'll never run out of content. And then the second freebie I have for you is my social media planner. And it's just a printable. It's for 30 days at a time. And it just maps out the different platforms that I, it's, it's where I want to show up but you can make it work for your business as well. And it has two blank spaces where you can put in a platform if it's not there. Like if you want to use TikTok or if you use something else, you can put it in there. But it's just a way to keep track of what you're posting, can keep track of the different accounts where you're showing up. And it also is just a great way to keep track of how you're repurposing your content. And so yeah, both of those are free and they're available and hopefully they can help you grow your social media presence. 
Yeah. And we are going to link those both in the show notes so you guys will be able to find them. So make sure that you head over to colesclassroom.com backslash podcast, where we have all of the show notes, all of the information about today's episode, along with the freebies as well. So if we want to find you on social media, where can we find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Mandy Liz Photography, and you can find me online at MandyLiz.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.